What ho, cats and kittens, and welcome to the grumbling lumber through a week's worth of wank that is Discontent Provider, the podcast that gazes sternly out upon the frenzied hellscape of seven sickening days and only by a supreme effort of iron will doesn't shrug its shoulders and say, oh, why fucking bother? Your hosts are, as ever, myself, ageing anti-folk chancer, the Silver Fox, and the all-but-silent world's greatest lurcher, Arkham. Do you know, it did occur to me that I ought to record some of the lads' occasional barks, woofs and what have you. Uh, yeah, then I could uh, I set up some sort of uh, soundboard system whereby his endorsement, or otherwise of a particular point, might be expressed. But uh, I decided against it. Quite aside from the fact that it would be entirely beyond my... Uh, desperately ropey abilities in sound management, it would be a little bit too Tony Blackburn, wouldn't you say? Ah, Tony Blackburn's imaginary dog Arnold. A lovely childhood memory in some ways, but we mustn't let nostalgia get the better of us. Not only were Arnold's pre-recorded barks a device that wore pretty thin dashed quickly, Uh, The amount of reverb and distortion involved made them sound like the enraged protests of a kaiju at being incarcerated in a toilet cubicle. A frankly terrifying thing to include on junior choice when one thinks about it. Stone me. I'm old. Yet, with age, comes experience. Comes wisdom. And, most importantly for our purposes, the occasional need to have a nice sit down. Which is why both dog and self enjoy resting a while here in our happy place and thinking fine thoughts. And there are few finer thoughts, dear podcast pals, than that of a beleaguered government skulking within its cloistered lair, licking its collective wounds following last week's local elections clobbering. No, 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 I... I I shouldn't say collective wounds, should I? Collective anything is obviously communism, and that would be as much an anathema to any of them as doing a damned thing to ease the pain and suffering of another person would be. Also, the image of high-ranking conservatives licking one another is not something with which we should trouble ourselves. Michael Gove? perhaps running his tongue along a deep, raw-edged cut in his forearm, is just about acceptable. The the notion of him doing the same thing to James Cleverley's forearm, far less so, I think. To be clear, then, each member of the government is, in this metaphor, licking their own individual wounds. Right, then. Now you've finally wrenched your grubby little imaginations from whatever nauseating spectacle they were feasting upon, may we proceed? Yes. Having lost uh, overall control of 45 councils across England, and with further drubbings to come in the Northern Irish elections, the Blues are, to say the least, up against it. Of course, they knew it would happen. In what pretty much had to be a last gasp attempt to appease the ancient ones by abandoning anything like hubris, their party chairman Greg Hans acknowledged that, quote, The independent expectations are that the Conservatives will lose more than a thousand seats and that Labour will need to make big gains. No, so it came to pass that they did lose more than a thousand seats, 63 more in fact, and Labour did make big gains, 
though it must be admitted said gains were not as big as they could have been. Fuck them, though. We'll get to them in due course. So crushing was the hammering dealt out by the electorate, they barely even tried the usual uh, participation trophy tomfoolery that is common after local elections. You know the sort of thing, I'm sure. As a kid, I I used to puzzle as to the point of local elections, as so far as I could tell from watching the news over Foxy Senior's shoulder, everybody seemed to win, if you believe what they said. Well, considering the current climate, we're very pleased with the results. Uh, Admittedly, we were forcibly buggered by an enormous horse at the polls, but uh, at least we were able to use some equine diarrhoea as lube party spokespeople would say with rigor mortis smiles. Not on this occasion, however. I seem to recall some remarks were made about there being a low turnout, less than 40%, I believe, but even they were rather low-key, uh, possibly because uh, the government didn't want to remind people of the furore over their absurd money-wasting, time-wasting and vote-losing uh, voter ID rules. No, they lost big and came as close as politicians can come to admitting that they lost with something bearing a vague resemblance to good grace. So, we may ask, whither the Tories now? Well, they made an exceptionally strong start in wooing back their base with their staunch defence of the Met's arrest of uh, anti-monarchists at the coronation uh, ceremony on Saturday. Of course, I could point out that discontent provider said that that would happen in last Friday's episode. But fairness compels us to admit that uh, one hardly needed to be a fucking visionary to see that coming, eh what? With that, and the sensation arising from some, let's face it, profoundly ill-considered words from Bridgerton star Ajoa Ando, the right-leaning media have been doing their damnedest to rally around the ailing government and reminding people that Imperfect as they are, they are all that stands between the people of Britain and Keir Starmer's crypto-corber nightmare of uncontrolled wokery. And then they have managed to scrabble a certain amount of uh, political capital from the controversy surrounding their plans to stop the small boats. Home Secretary Suella Braverman's spiffing scheme to ship refugees, asylum seekers and other putative new citizens off to Rwanda to have their claims processed is, she informs us, both humane and fair. On a personal level, I rather doubt that, but that's hardly the point, is it? It's not about dealing with claims for residency. If that was their concern, they'd crack on, employ more people and tackle the backlog of cases awaiting assessment. No, it is, of course, an attempt to discourage anyone foreign who isn't a shady plutocrat to come here. Whatever the Home Secretary's motives, the sales resistance to her plan from opposition MPs and various members of the House of Lords have given the Tories uh, and their media cat's paws a great deal of ammunition. It's all a massive leftist conspiracy, you see, especially on the part of those unelected Marxist peers in the House of Lords, of, of which more than a third are Conservative, if my sums are correct. Uh, the uh, intervention of the Archbishop of Canterbury has been a pun not intended godsend too. Dr Welby, a cat I wouldn't normally piss on were he on fire, as a decent God-fearing atheist, 
has claimed that the Rwanda scheme runs contrary to both Christian teachings and the British sense of fairness. Well, that's fair enough, I suppose. I can't see either Jesus or the Good Samaritan going a bundle on it after all. What his archbishopness fails to take into account, however, is that Britain is only a Christian country when it works for the political right. Oh, yes! They're outraged, outraged to frenzy by every church turned into a discount carpet shop, or, Allah forbid, a mosque, and go batshit crazy if anyone says that a shopping centre isn't the ideal home for a nativity scene. But... When it comes to loving their neighbours, loving and forgiving those that trespass against us, or even going to church regularly, well, the proverbial tin shit could not be given by Britain on the whole. So, on the whole, uh, the Tories are mounting quite the impressive display at the moment, I would say. They're talking tough, they're arresting malcontents, and they're shitting on brown people. These are all proving, uh, proven vote winners among their uh, hardcore supporters. So it's all simply cracking stuff, and absolutely what one might expect. But will it be enough? One might well think so. What with the nation being all buoyed up to maximum patriotism by a big royal shindig, colours being trooped by the bucket load, and all the freewheeling hedonistic rock and roll feel-goodery that Take That and Lionel Richie provided on Sunday's uh, coronation concert. Sadly for them, but uh, deliciously for mean-spirited, soap-dodging weirdos like us and your good selves, further trouble hove into view this week with the disclosure that the 4,000-odd EU laws, the overwhelming majority of which were passed with the approval of the UK's MEPs, will not be loaded into a big truck and driven off a cliff, as many of the Tories' more Brexit-fixated supporters had hoped. Well, while we can commend the alacrity with which some have leapt forward to reassure them that the Tories really are the party best qualified to hurl innumerable, uh, innumerable babies out with the EU's legalistic bathwater, in doing so, they have made all too apparent the cracks that are widening within the government with each passing moment. Mr Jacob Rees-Mogg, the former uh, Minister for Brexit Opportunities, which is a real job and a real ministry, I'm sure, uh, he's been particularly vocal about his chagrin at the MP's seeming reluctance to start the bonfire of insanities for which he has been pressing for so very earnestly. Speaking of Mr Sunak on GB News, God help us, he said, quote, He said one thing, yet he's doing another. His words and his deeds are not matching. That is a dangerous position for a Prime Minister to be in. Now, of course, political divisions within parties are nothing new. There are, unquestionably, I have to admit, Labour MPs who are horrified by Sir Keir's craven acceptance of the Public Order Bill, that got all those anti-monarchists' collars felt, like a cunt would. And, you know, on the whole, it's all part of a healthy democracy to disagree with one another, even party friends. Yet, when your party is on the ropes to the extent that the Tories are, is it great policy uh, to complain that your PR, uh, PM is a weak-kneed dickhole who has failed to achieve the impossible? Well, it's not a great look, is it? Unless, of course, we're in for a yet another Tory coup and our 86th Prime Minister in 17 seconds. 
it can't be denied that the government is thoroughly soaked in the soup and that it's going to take some real blue sky thinking to get them out of it. Unlikely, you say? Impossible, you opine? Well, let me tell you, Captain Kittens, you could not be more wrong. In fact, it's only the deep respect and affection in which Arkham and I hold you that prevents me from pointing out just what fucking idiots you are. For, as has often been said, cometh the hour, cometh the man. And this week saw that man step up to accept his destiny. I refer to Simon Clark, former levelling up secretary, and now Conservative MP for Middlesbrough, South and East Cleveland. Like a character from an action movie that everybody thought was dead by the end of Act 2, Mr Clark has appeared at the all-is-lost moment with an incredible solution. Listen close, cats and kittens, because you are going to love it. The main problem for the government, as identified by Simon is that they're losing more ground to the Liberal Democrats than they are to Labour. So, how best to counter that? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? The Lib Dems have clawed back a lot of voters by opposing things that they don't want to happen to them or near them, like HS2 and new houses being built in rural areas. It's all nimbyism, is what it is. So here is Mr Clark's Jeff Goldblum working out how to knacker the aliens in Independence Day moment. Quote, We can't out-nimby the Liberal Democrats and the Greens. And so one aspect of policy that does need to change, and change as a matter of urgency, is our housing policy, so that we can get back to building the homes that people need, making the case, the moral, economic, political case, for building the homes that a growing population requires, rather than, I'm afraid, trying to pander to the public's worst instincts on this question, which isn't working. Well, that's the stuff to give them, of course. An appeal to reason, and to economic prudence. Ah, don't start cheering yet, though, because he was by no means finished. After that, he went on to say, quote, Above all else, we need to make the argument to take on the hollowness of the NIMBY position because we are seeing an entire generation now being shut out not only of decent homes to buy at affordable price but of decent homes to rent at an affordable price. Unquote. So there it is. The very last thing we all expected, I think, an appeal to altruism among Tory voters. Well, it's original. I'll give him that. Mind you, no, I'm sorry, but did you hear that? I, 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 I'm either losing my damned mind, or I heard, echoing up from the bowels of Hades itself, the hollow laughter of one Sisyphus, late of ancient Greece, and, yeah, unless I'm very much mistaken, he seemed to be saying, what a complete waste of time and effort, you silly sod. But that's quite impossible, of course. I don't speak a word of ancient Greek, and I'm fairly sure that Sisyphus's unending torment leaves him little time to brush up on his conversational English. No, I'm clearly imagining things, so uh, what better time to shut up shop for another week and head home for a much-needed lie-down, eh, what? Until next time, then, podcast pals, Arkham and I shall leave you with a song. 
and the hope that you might just get through another Eurovision Song Contest with your sanity intact. As you booze and mock your way through that saccharine cacophony, however, I hope you'll find time to like and subscribe to this podcast and to spread the word about our dismal doings to all your friends and loved ones. If you'd like to get in touch, drop an email to discontemprovider at gmx.co.uk or why not hit us up on Twitter at Foxy and Arkham. We're still new there and, uh, tell you the truth, it's rather lonely. Of course... The fear of litigation compels me to add that all opinions expressed herein are entirely mine and should be entertainment purposes only. And with that, we'll bid you a... Yeah, I think we'll bid you a reasonably bobbish... Cheerio! Heart has a hero, so our story begins With the soul flying high over ocean winds Courage are its feathers, so let it fly higher To avoid worse than the storms and the lightning's fire Destiny will be a final destination As the world below prays for unification Pain and fear forgotten as the eagle ascends To the heavens above where all heartbreak ends Carry on, persevere through elements wild You're human nature's saviour, you're the sacred child Shadows and the darkness try to drag you down But you can rise above it, you're the sainted clown Far from mortal earth where blood still flows You're flying through the skies where only gods can go You keep alive the hope of every village and city As you soar towards the endless infinity Now is the part that descends into gibberish Squicky, squacky, thrombid, oh, as sweet as licorice Cultural icons, Don Quixote and Beowulf Clippy, grippy, parasol, a decent werewolf Crawly, grobby, crabbit, up the Dildridge plums Gluggy, squiggly, plumbus and a bottle of rum Jiggly, squash, munty and a bucket of gravel From Rome to Singapore is a long way to travel Tickly, lara and bumps a daisy are noises that make you forget Priests fuck little boys is You've got to clank your feltsmire in the boppity boo We're having a party and you can come too Himble, swaggle, Costco time don't really rhyme But shit like this wins a day every time Nobody cares, they only vote for the country they like Here come the lasers and fuck up epileptics Spectacle confounds all the carpers and skeptics We're going to blow your minds with the big light show With robot sharks and dancers and Eurotechno
this is the last verse It wasn't that good but you've all heard much worse You're watching it ironically or shit-faced drunk So we know we've got a chance to win with any old junk But even so we're giving of our best For an outdated, irrelevant and rigged contest it might be rather silly, but it doesn't hurt anyone for a bunch of Euro heroes to have heartless fun. War and terror everywhere, so why not enjoy it? There's a madman with the nostril and they want to deploy it. Before they push the button and the whole world ends, let's sing and dance and try to be friends. This might be the last song that you ever hear We're just trying to drown out your heart's deepest fear And let's be honest, we're much better than Buck's fears